You are now listening to the Motivational Mentors Podcast with your hosts, Luke Burrows. Touch on morning routines. I think people have to find something that works for them. And Arsenio Buck. Hey, Arsenio, let's go party. Hey, party. If someone asked me to party right now, Luke, come on. What the hell's a party? A party? A party for what? Welcome back to Motivational Mentors. I'm your host, Arsenio, as usual. And today, both Luke and I, my sidekick, Luke, what's going on, Luke? And anyways, Luke and I, we have brought on the wonderful, the one, the only, the sociologist, the author, the the everything, the most wonderful human being on the face of the planet. Her name is Isabel Hunt. Isabel, thank you so much for coming on. How you doing? Uh, I'm speechless. <laughs> I have to live up to that now. That's like a task for today. No, I have to live up to that because I'm the other co- I'm the other host. So you know, like if if people go back and listen listen to the, all the um, episodes that I've introduced and then listen to Arsenio's, it's like yeah, it's like it's like no comparison. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> And it's great because today's actually the first day that Luke and I, we've actually launched our little video. Uh, and this is going to be coming on a couple of other episodes leading up to further on. This is going to be good. Luke and I are pumping out an insane amount of content now. So nonetheless, Isabel, man, thank you so much for coming back on. Yes, I already love talking to you guys, as you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> through your page through Facebook it's like oh and Isabel said this too and Isabel said that <laughs> and it's crazy I'm telling you it's real crazy on the Facebook because you always see what's happening in my life you're like oh damn oh okay you know yeah. can't imagine so uh today's topic nonetheless is depression oh my goodness so who Isabel you know it all these are some good things there's a lot of areas we're going to be diving into so uh take it away i you laid the foundation and luke and i we're just gonna guide you through this this mist yeah <laughs> all right well how about that um there are gonna be a lot of people who don't exactly know who i am yet um so as arsenio said my name is Isabel Hund. i am a sociologist that is actually my profession um, sometimes people are like, are you sure? Like, did you just make that? My like, no, I actually studied that. <laughs> um, no, that is my profession. Um, I'm also a speaker and an author of my book, The Power of Faith Driven Success, and a transformation coach. I mostly work with very highly sensitive people. So that means that I have a lot to do with clients who suffer or are challenged. I don't even like the word suffer who are challenged with depression and anxiety. And um, if it comes really down to it, a lot of them also have panic attacks, which is like the last form of it when your body totally shuts down. But uh, that, um, and most of my speaking, most of my work uh, revolves around emotional awareness. So we're talking about not just emotions itself, but also labels and stigmas that we have created that keep us confined in the specific box so that we actually might have depression because of no longer fitting in certain boxes. So that might be something we we're going to get to as well, probably within the conversation. Um, but yes, today you guys asked me to talk about depression in particular. Um, anyone who's interested in listening to to other topics like we Arsenio and I we had talked about uh social stigmas and race and all this uh fun stuff which has was an incredible episode right there um and we have talked in general about um in on this podcast I think it was right uh before uh, about my work and yeah how emotional awareness helps us to function and be more socially and therefore more successful active yeah i think that was beginning of the year was it or was that last year no beginning of this year no i think it was the beginning of this yeah i think so i think so yeah and uh yeah there we took yeah there we spoke a bit more about your work and that so um yeah today we're going to be focusing on niching down i suppose um but yeah i like what you said about you don't like the words uh like suffering suffered because i'm exactly the same you know when people say you know, i'm suffering from depression or something it's i don't know i just don't like that word so um so, so you use 
uh, challenge. challenge yeah. Yes. Because um, I don't know if I, I wrote an article. Well, it was supposed to be a speech and I didn't get in for that event. So I just reused that speech. Well, I'm going <laughs> to boycott. I got you. <laughs> I got you. I'm boycotting. And I said, you put it into an article. It's called um, Finding My Worth in the Struggle. And where I talk about how I like I used myself as an example in particular, and I made it sound like we're all part of the um, anonymous struggleholism group. <laughs> I, I literally the whole speech was around, hey, thank you for joining the struggleholism support group, um, and then explained why some of those happened. So I think in in if anyone's interested, just look it up on my website under blog is com blog under resources blog. But um, it it has been really interesting how we as a society have become so addicted to suffering um, in general, because it, it, especially within the American culture, I have realized if it's not extreme enough, we don't feel like we're being seen. It's a, it's, it's literally a programming in our brain that we think gives us the attention that helps us to um, be seen. Like if I share all about my suffering, then people can relate to me more. If everything would go right in my life, then people would be like, oh, you're just making that stuff up. It's not true. And I can relate to you. Do you not have any struggles? That's not the point. The point is the focus. And most of us are so focused on what is wrong with us that we use that as our identity. And when we start using it as our identity, it becomes our story. And then we have a story to share with the world. Because as you know, most of the stories that people feel very drawn to share are suffering stories, right? Yeah, so, so that's interesting because um, you know, I suppose a little bit in like in the entrepreneurial world, um, but just in general with like people I've connected with and that you, mm. you know, you get to hear their quote unquote, their story. So do you like recommend people share their story or yeah? yeah. No, it is the way how people share. How? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. It, it's about how to share it. If you constantly like, okay, as an example, I really wanted a, to speak at a women's conference um, they didn't reach out to me, even though I had talked to them a couple of times and I went to two of their events. And every time I said to the organizer, can we please have people on stage that not just share their suffering story? Because in the end, it sounds, especially when it's a, a more religious event where it's about, um, the more we suffer, the more we, we are followers of Christ, for example, that is very, very present in the Christian world. Um, and I also said, the more people talk about and, and revisit that, the more they reinvite that illness back in, because like we know everything is energy, right? And what, what I always hear after those conferences where people share their horrendous stories of what they've gone through, and that doesn't mean that I diminish their experience or anything, but what comes out to is the message, if you don't suffer enough, then you are not actually living your life. <laughs> like you're not doing what you're supposed to do. It is about the focus of the message. Like, you know, I've pretty much, I'm pretty much an open book. I share almost everything that I've gone through, but my focus is on what have I learned from that? Mm. Not being attached to the actual message, not being, I, I'm not, if you watch, I, at least I hope I don't do that. But if you, if I ever talk about certain things that have happened to me, it's not like, poor me. Oh my gosh. Now, please, just please just tell me that you love me and that I'm doing great. I mean, if I want that, I need to be honest about it and say, Hey, I really could need some encouragement right now. Can someone please see me or acknowledge me for who I am? that would really support me right now instead of doing a sob story and then hoping that people will respond accordingly. And like, I'm sending you so much love and hug. If I really want the acknowledgement, I need to ask for it. That's, it's about how we communicate and subconsciously we're driving that pattern in our brain that suffering is actually something honorable. It's something we need to celebrate, but honoring something is not, does not equal celebration, you know? Like for example, with depression, who of us three has not gone through that yet? <laughs> we all have, and mostly situational depression, right? 
And there are so many different stages and different kind of depression that need to be acknowledged um, where we can't just say, oh, everything is just the same and we, we are taking too many medications, right? We can't do that either. We need to acknowledge that there are different kinds. Um, but with situational depression, we can honor what we experience, but most of us celebrate what we experience. Like we have to share our story to, to save other people. We're not the hero here. We're not the saviors. If we share our story, it's about reflection, not saving. Because if we try to save someone from their experience, we might take away the experience that they need for their soul to learn the lesson to be able to move forward. And I've learned that from my son. Um, my son is five and when he was younger, he every time he didn't feel well, he was like, mommy, 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 mommy. And uh, one night I went to bed and I was like, he always just calls for you and he doesn't feel good. I'm like, I know, <laughs> I don't know why. And he's like, you wanna know why? Because you want him to feel better and therefore you take on his stuff. You take his experience away from him that he needs to actually learn through some of the situation that he goes through, even at this very young age. And so we do that too in the entrepreneurial world. I'm your savior. If you don't work with me, ah, well, then don't come and blame me after, right? Like if you have those manipulative um, marketing messages and the same comes to emotional health or mental health in general. I'm telling you my story and how I was suicidal or how I was very depressed. And most of us then offer a solution with that. And this is how I got out of it. But in the end, it's like this, this hero syndrome subconsciously. I don't think many of us actually do it consciously. It's subconsciously that we want to save the world. And if our story will save the world, then that's what we're going to do. We're not here to save. We're here to reflect. Each yeah. one of us need that story. Yes. So what's the difference um, between like helping somebody then and becoming that like hero like you were talking about? Hmm. Um, it depends on how you use the wording. A lot of yeah. us say, I help people. I say, I support people. Helping has a subconscious indication of that there's something wrong with you supporting there's a subconscious um understanding of i'm here to support you on whatever you're going through right now i am with you i see you i choose to be with you but and i also acknowledge that you need to work through whatever you're going through so you learn the lesson so that you can evolve from that on a soul level and um that doesn't mean that we can't say i help you like for example if someone drops something or you want to help an, an older lady carry her groceries upstairs or something you know that is helping you're not just watching saying hey i support you now good job carrying that upstairs right <laughs> help <laughs> so it depends on in what context you're using that as well hey i want to share this story because i want to support you on maybe there's something that you can reflect on and what i'm sharing and not just hey i'm here to help you I help you to get better. Well, what if that person is not not meant really? to in that very moment because they haven't learned the lesson yet? Mm. Does that make That's sense? Huge, absolutely. You know what? So, like, when let's say I'm getting ready to go to Ho Chi Minh City to do this foundation, I need to go there under the mindset that I am here to support these poor children, not to help them you are well helping often if you look at how help is being often used in, in a social um, standard or like with a um uh, within the sociology area like where we have all the labels and stigmas it's always about assuming that they cannot help themselves right like even poor children we need to feed them we need to close them and that's great because they are children However, we also need to support them and being able to sustain that for themselves eventually to help them or to support them in learning how to do those things, even at that very early age. How can we support them in growing their own food and learning about food? How can we support them in learning about how maybe there are ways to 
to um, to cover the fundament fundamental needs. Most of the time, we enable that helpless um, position that people are in. We do it uh, politically with third world countries. <coughs> Why do we call them third world countries? Because we uh, have like power that. over them. Oh, there is yeah. enough food for everyone out there. However, most governments choose to withhold that because if they can enable the helplessness instead of supporting them in figuring out for themselves, we have power over them. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense just like thinking about it. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, you mentioned that then it, then it becomes more sustainable, right? So I think, right. I think, like, could you talk about that a bit more if possible? Um, and like, yeah, because I think, I think that that's important because if we're helping people and then like, you know, for some reason, maybe we're not there anymore, then if it doesn't come from them, then they're just going to fall back down, aren't they? Into, right. Into position that, that they was before. So I think um, then, you know, if they always need us around to help them, then in, yeah, like you say, it's not sustainable, not sustainable. Right. But we make ourselves dependent. Mm. <laughs> you will need me, therefore I will make money. Right? We a lot of entrepreneurs do that. Um, if we mm. if we help, like there's a difference between like if you have a marketing company, I help you to set up your funnel. It's something that is being done. Once it's done, it's done. I help you to write um, content. That is something tangible. When it's done, it's done. However, like within the, the social, the mental and emotional state, if we use help, most likely you make the client dependent on you so that you can continue to, to, to sustain your business, right? Um, in my coaching training for all of this year, every day, they made sure that we know eventually you will have to coach people out of your relationship. You want them to be able and capable on their own. But if we look at mental health, we don't do that worldwide. We set them up so that they're dependent on something. If it's medication, if it's mm. um, therapy, and which ther therapy is totally nothing bad about it. It's it's great. I actually work with a lot of people who do both coaching and therapy. It works awesome hand in hand because both has its benefits. I work with people who are therapists as well. And so um, it really is just taking a step back from everything and not getting like literally sucked into the whole conversation and being aware of what am I actually doing? What, I, what are my true intentions of doing this work? Um, most entrepreneurs, they help because they want to make money. <laughs> they support because they want to really enable people to, to get it on their own, to empower um, communities, to empower nations, to empower um, groups of people so that we can find solutions in, in creating more of a peaceful, peaceful with each other. Can you tell it's early still? Um, <laughs> <with each> other. <laughs> so um, it, it's just, we have to become more aware of how we use words and our true intentions behind that. And that's where emotional awareness comes in. Why am I doing certain things the way I do? If I'm really honest with myself, do I want to work with this client because I, with this client because I know they have money and that I can created to the point where they continue working with me it's a safe client or am i really supporting a person because i feel I, I really want them to succeed i really do and so it's not so much dependent on how much they're capable of paying now we you can make that sustainable every time right you you do attract the people that you need to work with i always say not that you want to work with that you need to work with because mm. there's something for you to learn in that right so it's definitely an, an awareness piece and especially when it comes to mental health depression you will see that the more people talk about it the more people become depressed has anyone figured that out like the more the more people like we need to talk more about suicide we need to talk more about depression to normalize it why do we have to talk about it the whole time to normalize things can we just accept it 
and honor it? Can we just figure out what is really behind that instead of just talking about how we're all suffering? Yeah, well, yeah, I think, um, you know, just on that, like, there is a lot of talking, but then is there a lot of like, help, you know, sort of supporting people to, yeah. to, to, to like, they don't um, like get to those places, if that makes sense, because, yeah. you know, like, and actually taking action on it. I don't know if you agree, like, yeah, people can talk, talk about it all day. But, you know, um, does that actually support people? Like, does that make sense? Like, you know, if it's chat shows or something and, and they just talk. Um, like, yeah, I'm going to be real honest and real direct with you. It does support people. It supports us all because then we can all be feel part of a pity party. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> we're going to have like a suffer party going on. Oh, now I don't feel so alone because within the global how we have created our society especially with the internet and globally coming more together yet people feel more lonely than ever um we find we we we're desperate for finding things that that bond us mm -hmm. and right now because there's so much opportunity that that we have in in becoming successful whatever success means to you that's not always monetary right um, but there's a lot of competition going on at the same time the more competition is going on the more lonely people feel but we have this natural instinct and in wanting community so we need to find something that is different from what we compete with so we find the suffering part because the suffering doesn't interfere with how we see success because the more we suffer that means the more we put work into it, we work really hard. We work so hard that we're suffering and that needs to be acknowledged. And so I wanted to, I want to ask you something real quick because I was just listening to, of course, David Goggins and he just, he is not, I could tell by his demeanor, by everything, this man is just not a very happy person. Like, he just keeps talking about suffering and people need to immerse themselves into suffering. And yes, there is a little bit of a message after that saying, so what are you going to do about it now? But I think he kind of wants people to begin that suffering. And Tom Billy is probably another one who says you need to work your ass off. You need to go through, the, you know, work through all this and suffer this and that. And I'm like, Ugh. And, and so that's one part. Another part is something that I do, okay? I do the Spartan races. My body loves to go through that pain, but I feel the growth at the same time. I build myself mentally, physically, psychologically. Like, I'm a new person after some of these races. You know what I mean? It's not because I'm trying to overcome something anymore because, of course, you, quite a few other people have helped me with getting over those limiting beliefs. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I this suffering thing, and you know people say you gotta suffer gotta suffer gotta suffer i think this is the yeah is uh, you gotta tell these people if you man. just listen to it and you feel into the words when you say suffer what do you feel that's a question to both of you like when you hear the word suffer how does it feel to you yeah kind of like drugs like you just feel kind of yeah down like a pulling scent yeah, like right pain. Yeah. Yeah. If you hear the word challenge, what do you hear? What do you feel? What, what, how does that feel to you energetically? Physicality. It's all about the physical. When I, feel, when I hear challenge, I hear physical. Doesn't have to be. Could be mentally as well. Emotionally. It could be growth on any level. Mm. Challenge is, uh, is more like an upward yeah yeah that's why battle I not battle battle is also the right it's 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 the, the journey upward it's mm -hmm. moving forward where the suffering is in the moment i think it's one reason why i decided not to become a counselor in the end um that was my goal i wanted to get my um license because what i noticed was it, it it just felt like always talking about the problem talking through the problem talking through the problem not knowing that we're actually subconsciously imprinting the suffering as something that is actually good that feels good in the moment that makes us feel safe because we at least know what to expect a challenge is towards the unknown. What are we going to expect after that? I don't know what happens once I move through this depression. I don't know what have I do. What what am I supposed to do? Like, where am I getting outside of my comfort zone after I move through this stage in my life? And because the unknown is often 
if no or experienced as worse than just staying in the suffering, we use suffering. Yes, yeah, so because what, the challenge uh, you sometimes you're like, oh, there's not everyone going with me, but with the suffering, oh, you have this nice pool. Yeah, going with you. Yeah, I, yeah, I completely feel that like suffering is something that like pulls me down, but challenge is something like 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 you say, it's yeah. like that that upwards thing. Um, you know, you have direction instead of suffering. Yeah. Suffering is kind of yeah. like you're in melancholy and you're just like in quicksand and there's no way out. Uh, right. But challenging, it's kind of like, you know, you're lowering your shoulders, you're strapping on your helmet and you're just weeding your way through. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that doesn't have to even be the case. A challenge could also be just saying, hey, you know what? I need to ask for help. Um, suffering... It, it, is not, it is not bad to stay in this place for a little bit, just to stay in it, to be with it, whatever shows up, um, whatever it is. I'm like, okay, this is what I'm feeling right now. I really feel low. I really feel unmotivated. Is it actually something related to um, a face? Am I just in my hat? Because if you take a look at um, uh, um, situational depression, uh, we all have gone through it, especially when things get a little tough or don't work out the way they are. Have you ever examined your thoughts when you are in those situational depressive faces? I know from myself, most of my thoughts are, I'm not good enough. I will never be able to do that. So there is no way out. And what that actually leads back to is suppressed anger. We're anger about angry about this didn't work out fuck you don't hear me cuss very often so enjoy i know i know that's what i'm like Woo -hoo! <laughs> i was like yeah come on come on <laughs> but, you know it's it's suppressed anger a lot of times we we try to purvey a certain picture to the outside we need to be strong we need to um, adapt to the picture of success. And if something doesn't work out, then we, we often get into that unmotivated, isolated, um, sad state of being, right? And then we tend to drown in it because we, we don't examine what we're actually thinking. We just are so focused on how trapped we feel that we're not looking at what's actually really going on. What do I need to release? What kind of anger? Now, of course, there are different, like we, I mentioned that before, there are different kinds of depression and something could be related to hormonal. So if you think it is situational and you really have examined the things and you have worked through some of the thoughts that you have, like, oh, that's, is that fact or is that just made up? Like what I'm thinking, like, am I ever good enough or am I good enough? Um, uh, there might be something that you have to check out from a doctor like, hey, I really can't seem to get out of this funk. I really done the work, but I feel like it's more physical. There's something going on. It could be hormonal. You know, the reason why so many young people also get depressed or are diagnosed with depression and anxiety is because overstimulation of the nervous system. When your body is absolutely overstimulated, that could be environmental, that could be food, that could be chemicals in, in any kind of cleaner that you use, in your detergent, in your skincare, in your, in your um, healthcare products. It could be um, uh, technology. Everything is just coming at you, right? I actually have an EMF protector on my phone. That helps. I still need one for my computer because that actually has a bigger impact on me. Um, or it, it literally could be air quality. We all know that we feel yes. worse. The air is really bad outside. It's overstimulation of the nervous system, and that needs to be examined. Where am I totally overstimulated? How much TV am I watching? How much am I on social media? Because social media can make us depressed as well. And then we go and get antidepressants because... Well, everyone is depressed on social media. So we, of course, need medication, <laughs> right? So we're getting right back into that vicious cycle. So it takes a lot of awareness and we need to snap out of it. We need to break the cycle. If we as a society finally want to move forward and end the suffering that is unnecessary in a lot of cases, um, in a lot of plastics. Okay, I have to admit, I have a big plastic bottle. Uh, mostly because my son broke my glass bottle. It fell. Um, and that was the only one I just had. 
And, but plastic, especially when they're sitting in the sun a lot, they release petrochemicals. Petrochemicals and plastic are hormone disruptors. So anything with plastic, and we're using everything. I don't anymore use much plastic, but um, it's, it's a lot. It's in everything. Those are hormone disruptors that can cause imbalance within your body, hormonal imbalance um, that needs hormonal support, but that also means that we have to cut back on plastic products in general, anything. Like, especially do not put water in your plastic bottle and leave it out in the sun. It leaches chemicals. <laughs> like those kind of things, soy. Um, a lot of vegans, especially long, young people who go vegetarian or vegan, eat soy products. Ladies, do not eat soy. It is a hormone disruptor, <laughs> especially over a long period of time. And I know that because my husband is a naturopath. So I can work on all ends here. We're a really great team when it comes to that. Um, <laughs> it really is it's very beneficial to my own work. Um, so those are things to just think about. What do you eat? Processed food can totally throw off your whole body balance and your body is so busy trying to get rid of toxins that you can't think clear when you can't think clear you feel unmotivated you isolate yourself because you you can't keep up with everyone else then you get into oh my gosh now i'm not good enough because i'm not doing the work i'm always tired now you fall into depression right do you see the vicious cycle that we have created in our society that causes depression now there's the other more severe ones that really do need um, um, intervention, medical intervention. Sometimes I always say, if you really just need something that, that doesn't make you feel like a zombie that can help you medically, do it. But know that it's temporary and not permanently. If you make yourself dependent on those medications, you will never get out of that cycle. You will always depend on pharmacy. What if something happens and none of those medications are suddenly available anymore? Just saying, it could. Something could happen. Or you realize, oh my gosh, everything has actually feed me poison. You know, mm -hmm. you know there's so many truths coming out right now about um, pharmacy, environment, yeah. Uh, where you think, oh my gosh, I took that for, I don't know how many years. Oh my gosh. Now no wonder I have all those health issues, you know, it just all comes back to the, the basics. Um, are you outside enough? Do you get enough vitamin D? If you don't, if you live in a country where maybe the sun is not shining as much, <laughs> um, I'm talking to you people in England. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, boom, shots fired. <laughs> no, no. Um, but fish oil, um, fermented fish oil. I know it's not the most tastiest, but it's great for vi vitamin A and D. Um, just gobble a, a, a tablespoon with some orange juice and you're going to be fine. <laughs> but that has helped that helps me through seasonal depression especially during the winter when i get like kind of low energy because i'm missing the vitamin d they say at least 80% i think it was the number now don't don't hold me accountable to that number but most the majority of um pop, of our population suffers vitamin d deficiency so there is another reason for us because um that causes vitamin d deficiency causes depression and the more and the longer we stay in the place of depression, the more we get into our head and then it comes down to anxiety. That's usually the next step. You start to have anxiety because now you're, you're ramming yourself up in, in within the depression because there's something wrong with me. Oh my gosh, oh, I can't handle this and I can't do this. And then oh, you can't breathe. <laughs> and then you have an attack, a panic attack. Uh, that's when your body is like, all right, no, we're done now. Like this is the total end. If you're not taking any actions now and you're not asking for help now, you will get to the state where I shut down, where my, where, where your body will shut down. That's your body speaks to you a very clear language every single day. And none of us is actually listening to it because we all think, well, if I experience that, then there's something wrong with you. So of course, if there's something wrong with me, then I need help. And then we're looking for the people who can save us. <laughs> but if we actually just say, oh, okay, this is what I feel. I can honor what I experience without celebrating it because I'm looking for peers who can 
come into my pity party. But if we really have the awareness, like, okay, I feel really depressed right now. I need to go inward. <sighs> Where can I find support? Someone who can maybe give me some tools or some thoughts that I might be able to reflect on. If I don't have that, okay, maybe I have the awareness. Okay, depression. I feel somewhat unmotivated. Why is this? Okay, maybe I need to go for a run for once. <laughs> My body is really telling me I need to go for a run. Okay, I really don't like it, but I think I should just do it, even if it's a slow run. So I'll do it. Those are thoughts that we can have that can that can break through this cycle, you know? Because once you go for a run, running is exercise is great for someone who is depressed because it changes your um um, your whole uh, body, like chemistry, your whole body chemistry, it's just change, it brings you back. Just going for a walk in nature can be healing like nothing else. That's why we need nature. That's why we need an environment that works and is not poisoned. Because otherwise we will never get back to balance. Everything is um, dependent on each other. And if we don't take care of it, we will suffer the most. Like that's when we really suffer because we won't be able to get out of it because there's nothing there for us that can support us to get out. If we eat food that is poisoned back and forth and we can't find any food because there's no protection, how are we supposed to change things? So if uh, someone's listening right now, one of our listeners, and they are you know, experiencing um, these things, what would you recommend some of the steps that they take? Well, for one, I wish medical um, therapists would be more trained in a holistic approach. I think it's becoming more, um, I see it more that therapists actually take more of a holistic approach before they go into medical mm. and uh, medical intervention. I think that is important. If someone doesn't have that support system and you're just sitting at home and you feel really depressed and you just don't even feel the motivation to do anything else. I think one thing is to write down, um, make that choice, especially if you're listening, then you know you are ready to take at least one step. Mm -hmm. You're looking for support. You're looking for a way out. You just need to actually do it. If you're looking for it, then that means you're ready. So what you can do is just to write down, okay, I feel depressed. What are actually my thoughts related to the depression? How do I view myself? If I were to look in the mirror, what are my thoughts about myself? And most of the time people will realize I'm ugly. My hair looks stupid. I'm too fat. Um, I'm not worth anything. I'm not successful. I'm not making any money. Those are usually the thoughts you have about yourself when you're in that kind of state, right? And when you write it down, if you're really honest with yourself, if you, if you know you sabotage yourself and you're not honest with yourself, ask someone, even if it's a parent like, hey, those are my thoughts right now. Can you please just help me so that I don't get trapped in it? And when you write down those thoughts, I'm like, are they true or are they just made up? Is it the truth or is it made up? And you'll see most of it is made up. No, actually, if I look at it from a different perspective, I look great. I just need to take a little bit more care of myself because right now I'm tired and I don't sleep and I don't wash my hair. Maybe I should take a shower for once. Right? <laughs> yeah. This kind of thing. Water is very cleansing. So if you do suffer from, or if you do, are you challenged with depression? Um, cleansing. Go take a shower and just set the intention that the water that's coming out of this faucet is um, clearing the negative energy of your energy field. Just set the intention or even have a prayer ready if, if that's for you. Like um, I always say in the name of the Holy Spirit, I am accepting the water as cleansing my body from everything that no longer serves me, especially when I find myself in a state where I'm really like, <laughs> where I get angry, where like oh, everything just sucks. Like that's what I do. Um, it's the most simple way go outside and ground yourself. That's easy to do. You can open that door and go outside barefoot and stand on this earth and have a prayer. I'm like, I'm setting the intention that mother earth will rebalance my energy field. Grounding has, has been shown to be such a powerful tool and so simple. Um, the reason is the, the earth itself, the soil is, um, uh it's it's charged negative i'm missing the exact word i describe it in my book i don't know why i'm missing it right now uh it, it, 
the polar, it's, tell me, come on, physics. <laughs> don't ask Quantum me. Electron. Yeah, no oh, yeah, don't ask me no physics. I ain't never studied that nonsense. <laughs> come on, why am I missing a word right now? I talk about it all the time. It's um, negatively charged and positively charged. Come on, the polar, no, po well, anyways. Neutrons, protons, electrons. Yeah, so no. stuff like sorry. that. Well, anyways, sorry. the, the <laughs> sorry, your, that's all I got. That's the knowledge I have. I'm sorry. <laughs> your um, core, your inner core, uh, we call it the center of the heart. Your soul is always positively charged. Um, when you have all those negative thoughts and all this taking on from the outside world, if it's um, through comparison, through expectations of yourself, um, of other people, that is all negatively charged. When you go outside and the earth is, the, the soil is already um, naturally negatively charged, you go outside, it's negative plus negative equals positive. So your body is back to balance in alignment with your soul. Now you have to do it more than once in more than five minutes, especially if your body is not used to that. It's a continuous work in progress. It's not a miracle thing with anything because it took you that long to get to the stage of where you're at right now. So it will take you a while to get out of that. Um, also, excuse me, pay attention to where, what you eat all day. I know people who don't feel great um, who feel slightly unmotivated or demotivated is um, they they tend to eat crappy food. If it's a chocolate, if it's um, processed food, they go out to eat because they just don't feel like cooking. That is needs needs a conscious choice. That needs an intention behind it. When you go grocery shopping, don't even buy any of that food because then when you find yourself in that state of being, you can't grab it. It's not there. You can, like, if you do need some chips, get some organic that do not have any palm oil in it or any hydrogen, whatever is in there, you know. Um, ask my husband for that if you want more information. <laughs> uh, you got to bring your husband on, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think he would be up for that. He, he is more of the background person. But um, uh, just pay attention to what what you consume and what you buy. Like, it doesn't mean you have to... Um, avoid everything that you may like, you know, but find something that may actually not have all the crap. <laughs> My husband, the other day, we were eating a dip, um, not at our house because we don't have that stuff here, but someone else's house, I'm, I'm not gonna name names or point out who, but he looked at the ingredients and he said, um, would you go to the store and buy all those 50 ingredients just to make that dip? And she was like, no, then why would you eat it? <laughs> Look at the ingredients. If you, if you wouldn't buy all those ingredients to make that, don't eat it. Don't eat it because then most likely your body is not even used to um, process it or doesn't even know. And when your body is busy trying to get rid of toxins, like I said, you feel cloudy, you feel tired because your body is just busy. You don't have room to think. And when you can't think and are tired, of course, you're like, getting in the state of funk. I can't function. There's something wrong with me. You see the cycle? There's just so much that we have to pay attention to. And I know for some people, like, oh, I don't even know where to start. This sounds like a lot. But here's the thing. Start somewhere. If it's go grocery shopping and just be more conscious about what you put in your cart. And we're like, is that really good for me or is it not good for me? If you're not sure if it's good for you, I'll teach you something. Do some muscle testing. Um, muscle testing is, and, and that takes a little practice because it really has you connected to your body. You have to trust yourself in that decision. But my son can do it. So if a five-year-old can do it, a lot of more people can do it. So muscle testing is known to be whatever is in alignment with our body that is good in the moment for our body, um, our muscles stay strong. There have been a lot of research done where they put an, a, a GMO apple in front of someone and then they muscle tested and their muscles got weak in, within an instant just looking at it. And then they put an organic apple in front of them, naturally grown from the tree, and their muscles stayed strong. So what you can do, you can um, do this with your fingers, like the index finger and the thumb. You put them and then you intertwine those two. Do you see that? Mm -hmm. yeah. And when you ask yourself a question, 
Okay, guys, I'm gonna do it. I have coffee sitting here. <laughs> this is, these are so, good visuals. I look. I like these. <laughs> I have coffee right here. Okay, it's actually uh, or it's actually or it's it's organic coffee. Okay. So we'll see how it responds. But usually, coffee is not that great for my body. But I can ask myself. I can focus on the coffee and say, "Is this coffee good for me right now?" Oh, actually, it works because this is actually really organic coffee. I don't have anything that I wouldn't. So, so wait, you just pull, you pull your fingers apart you after you ask the question. Yeah. So is this cupcake good for me? Quack, and it'll just go apart, huh? Oh yeah. My son did that at a uh, Mexican restaurant for the chips. He loves those <laughs> chips and he's like, I feel kind of weird right now, mommy. And then he looks at the chips and like, oh, those chips good for me. And it went through. I'm like, I can't eat that anymore, mommy. I can't. He is so conscious about what he can eat. He's staying at my mother-in-law's right now, and she's not quite where we are at with healthy eating. So he's always very hesitant, but we bought him food. Uh, we said, here, we, we buy you food for the week. And when we came back with buying food for him, he's like, oh, all the food that I can eat. Thank you so much. Like, he's so aware of what he can eat. And if he, he it doesn't mean that he doesn't eat chocolate too, every now and then. <clears throat> it's not like you can't splurge at times. I Trust me, I'm addicted to German chocolate, so don't don't judge me. <laughs> Not, um, but I also know when there is a limit because the fun thing is, <clears throat> no, not the fun thing, but when I eat too much sugar, I get a really bad sore throat. That's my body telling me, okay, I think you need to stop eating that stuff, especially that your speaker, if you have a sore throat, it's not going to help you much on stage because your voice will be gone very soon. So it's my body speaking very clearly to me. But with anything, if you really want to practice that, or even if, if you feel overweight or whatever the health issue is, ask yourself, is this actually good for me right now? something to increase the vibration of food because everything has a frequency and vibration that helps too with depression, with any kind of emotional, mental distress, bless the food. Oh, don't, don't tell me it's, oh, it's a religious thing. No, 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 no. What you do is um, when you bless a specific food, even at a restaurant, because you don't know what people were thinking in the moment who made that food for you, they could have been totally angry about something and they put that energy of anger on your food and you're eating it. You need to become aware of that. That's not a myth. There have been tests about that done. Um, bless the food for a reason because you're increasing the vibration of the food. It's as easy as um, I'm focusing on this food and I'm setting the intention to send love and light and bless this food to increase the vibration. All there is that to do. <laughs> it makes a big, big difference in the way your body is absorbing food. Um, in the way your body is aligning with that food, it has to work less. So you still think more clear, like you, you can't, we know that. The, why do we get tired after we eat after lunch? Why we all need a nap? Because our body is busy digesting, doesn't have more energy for your brain. That's why eating light food helps before you have to do anything um, mental, anything that requires your brain. Before exams, don't throw all the chips in your mouth. Don't eat all the heavy meat because you will not be able to think. And then if you're not be able to think, then oh my gosh, I just failed this exam. I am just such a loser. Do you see where that is going again? Mm -hmm. Uh-huh, right? <laughs> you see how we are so responsible for, for all of that? Um, pay attention to what's in your water. That's why so many um, native people fight for good water. Yeah. For, I, 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 I know, like, out here in Thailand, you got good water. <laughs> that too in America, but then you look at, oh, fluoride in it, fluoride in it, because um, it's actually a disruptor, a brain disruptor. It has impact on your um, pituitary gland. So that pituitary gland is important for intuition. So it is interrupting our intuitive senses. Guys, toothpaste, do not buy, buy the SLS-free, um, fluoride-free toothpaste because it's the closest to your brain and when you put it in your mouth. So wait, what, what tooth, what, what, what do you, wait, SLS free? SLS free, 
that's uh, so very, I don't know the exact word for it. That's so wait, so which one do you use? You use Colgate? Is Colgate good? Or, <laughs> oh, well, no, I mean, that's the worst. No, they have all what of What am I? I'm going to brush my teeth with water. I don't know what to use. Isabel, help me. I don't know what to brush one, my teeth. You can use charcoal with. No, I use just, there's so many brands out there now that are more organic that have the SOS fluoride free. Um, oh, Tom's yeah, is good. <laughs> we have uh, Tom's. Um, just pay attention. Like what you put in your mouth, what you put on your head. It, it It's just as simple as that. I think what it comes down to, especially when it comes to even mental challenges, is consumerism. We think we need all that stuff. You would think that my bathroom is stacked with all those beauty products. It's not. I have like two. I barely use any makeup. You see some lipstick on me. That's pretty much about it. Do you have any makeup on right now? Uh, some of it, but not very much. I don't use uh, much. It takes me two minutes. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> but because I don't use much, because I drink enough water, because I don't eat all the crap, my skin I don't have to cover stuff up. I don't have all the dark circles, you know? Um, that, that's something else we just have to pay attention to. If we want to feel better, we will have to make changes in our consumerism behavior and not think we need all that. For my facial lotion, I lose, use vitamin E, vitamin D oil. That's it. <laughs> it lasts longer too. It's much better for you. doesn't have all the fragrance in it. I know I'm, I'm really pissing people off right now because uh, no, I, I love it. I love it. You're giving me uh-huh. <laughs> But here's the thing. You can no longer blame anyone for the way you feel. Mm. If you're not taking a look at what you consume and how you consume and why you consume certain, certain things, because maybe you want to keep up with the Joneses next door or with the next model in the newspaper and the magazine, you know, that is something to be aware of. If you're not taking actions and saying, hey, I actually do need help. And even if it's a friend, I'm like, I think I need help. And if we as a society not go and say, hey, you just asked me for support. I'm here for you. Not trying, oh, let me help you. Let me make you feel better. I don't have time to make you feel better right now. Sometimes all people need is a listening ear without any judgment. Just being seen. We as a society need to take responsibility for that as well as the individual. That's just fact. If we want to increase our mental health and emotional health, we all have to do our part. And we cannot just do the work for ourselves and forget the rest. We have to also hear people and not right run into, no, you asked me for help. Now I have to take the time. I'm too busy. I, can, I can't do that now. When it would have taken a five minutes to just listen, ask a reflective question, or say, hey, did that support you? I sometimes have clients that just talk for an hour. And I'm like, I, don't did, I didn't do anything today. What's up, man? Am I even a good coach? But at the end of the, the session, I'm like, did that support you today? I'm like, oh, yeah, I feel so much better. Oh, my gosh, thank you so much. And I'm like, I didn't really say a word, but that's all right. <laughs> <But, laughs> Help sometimes just for people to talk through something in their head. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. now it makes sense. So there's responsibility on all ends. We have to take responsibility when it comes to environment. We have to take responsibility when it comes to food. We have to take responsibility when it comes to pharmacy, when it comes to beauty products. And then we have to pay attention to how we experience the world. And I know that is a lot. And if you just do one thing at a time a day, you will be ahead of anyone who would never even listen to that or even want to take any actions, who rather drowns in that mental state of being. I know in the moment, someone might just feel really judged. You don't know how I feel. I'm really stuck in that depressive phase. Like, I'm, I just can't get out of it. No, I see you. I see you. But I'm also offering you thoughts and ideas and suggestions how you might actually be able to take on that challenge and move past that, no matter what that looks like. If that does mean temporary medication so you just at least can think and then you can do the work, but just don't take the medication and then think everything is fine. 
it's not right oh, right definitely um i'll say do you have any questions <laughs> boy yeah i mean this will go on and on and on i mean i'm scared to ask anymore because we gonna go well well over um well social media will have to be another episode that's for sure because that's uh, and get me started on social media and people, yeah yeah people, that's the problem for everything <laughs> <laughs> we're yes. gonna have to shove that aside because that's another hour i know that for sure well, um I have my opinions on social media it's actually not it's not bad and it's not good it's what we make it neutral uh thank you thank you Luke, you've been saying that i've been saying that a lot of people have been saying that too so uh yeah hey man it's just I mean, like when it comes to depression in general, I still remember seeing that cartoon that uh, it's the cartoon photo with someone actually looking out at the sunset and the other one was looking towards the mountain. Mm. Uh, and it's saying, hey, you get to choose every day. It's the talisman, what Napoleon Hill has said, PMA or NMA, positive mental attitude, negative mental attitude. You've given them everything in terms of the food, in terms of the environment, going out in nature, getting the vitamin D from the sunlight, so many different things. If you're in a depressive state, is it because, you know, you're in a black place, you got the curtains are closed and your doors closed, there's no interaction with anyone, you're not putting your feelings out there and telling everyone about what's going on. There's just a variety of different things, but it's just taking that first step. Mm. Yeah, and it could be as simple as go eat an apple. Yeah, <laughs> <of> the chips. <laughs> you got to do the intertwine thing too. You got to you know get you away, sure. get away from the milk, like cow's milk. Um, I know a lot of people. Oh, yeah, there's the the signs again, but cow's milk has a lot of hormones in it that can disrupt your hormone hormones as well. Um, and so that adds to it. We don't drink cow's milk. I have to admit, we do like yogurt every now and then, but we don't eat that much of it. And Again, mostly organic, non-hormonally um, treated. We have to, as a society, demand from companies, from farms, from pharmacy, um, actions away from profit, but actually really uh, supporting a society within their health to, to create a health system. Marion Williamson says it really great within her um, running for president right now. She's like, we don't have a health system. We have a sick system. We only treat the sick, but we don't care about the health actually, because with the sickness, we can make money with health. Well, not so much. Yeah, and that is where I think, especially now younger generation, where I call, especially our generations to stand up and to demand, um, justice for the way all those things have been used to manipulate us into believing we need that um and it's the only way we will survive and all those kind of things it's just um it's just overall i think we need more activists <laughs> awesome uh well it's about it's been awesome having you on the show again uh, again today um for those oh yeah so where can people find your book uh, learn more about what you do maybe um get some coaching or something uh yeah what's your what's your website <laughs> something to mention too a lot of um depression and anxiety is also related to trapped emotions so things that we have suppressed for a very long time or even generational so what i actually do too is release some of those trapped emotions i can do that remotely because the way i work um but how people can find me the easiest way is my website is thebahunt.com it's i-s-a-b-e-l-h-u-n-d-t people forget the d mostly dot com but there you can find a link to my my book um the power of faith driven success you can also look it up on amazon um there is other information how people can work with me i do a lot of the emotions clearing work which is very um it's very powerful work, especially when you do it, um, take it seriously and you really work with it. But yeah, and I'm always open for being booked for speaking as well. Awesome. That's all on my page, all the information. Okay, well, I'll put a link down in the description. So guys, uh, definitely check out uh, Isabel's website. I've took a lot of notes uh, as well. So um, as well. I know, I saw you looking down <laughs> over there on your right. I know you've been writing things for a while. So yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so yeah, it's been awesome to have you on the show. And um, 
yeah, if you want to come back on and talk about social media or anything else, then uh, always welcome. <laughs> oh, you know I would. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to do that for like, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's just July, so we got plenty of time. Excellent. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, um, yeah thank you so much. And guys, um, yeah, tag someone, share this episode with someone who needs to hear Isabel's message today, pretty much everyone. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, definitely do that. And if you like this episode, review it um leave us a review sorry and we will be back next week next friday for another episode so we will talk to you and now video see you see you all then perfect did you find this episode helpful if you did please leave a review and don't forget to subscribe new episodes of the motivational mentors podcast are available every friday <laughs>